0: This is the Happy Hour. You guys going to Happy Hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for Chunk. <laughs> on 93.7 The Ticket and the ticketfm.com. Well, welcome in, happy Wednesday. This is the Happy Hour, ninety three seven. The Ticket, The Ticket FM. dot com. Nick Sainer and Enrique Alvarez, clear with you today. Hello, Rico. That's a hell of a way to start the <laughs> show. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. That's I'm good. Doing great. When when do you want to get to that? You want to do that two forty five? I, I kind of want to start with that. Okay. So we'll start with that. We could censor ourselves. We're fine. Absolutely. All right. As always, a couple things first housekeeping items 402-464-5685 the Honda of Lincoln hotline the Sutter Heyman text line both of those open for you all hour long as well as the Sutter Jewelers video stream Facebook Twitch and YouTube throw your comment up there we can get you um, involved in the show that way as well and then Twitter Nick underscore Sanert and at Radio Rico AC feel free to um, send a thing you want to do on there um, follow us we'll uh, we'll we'll take care of things that way I want to talk about some of like having stability in the Husker football program. So, we'll we'll kind of dive into there I, because like looking at and and I guess I, let me let me clarify, stability within the personnel that is not necessarily coaches, but people or like players, players. out there. The roster. Yes. And it's, it's more specifically the offense. Um and and we'll we'll kind of tie that into a quarterback discussion and and so on, but we'll we'll kind of talk about transfer portal quarterbacks, what how Nebraska should navigate this off season, um, kind of what we think is going to happen as well. Uh, Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity will join us at two thirty, as she does every single Wednesday. So we'll get some information from her, ask her some questions about why we haven't heard anything yet, what is going on. Brian Kelly, secrets. I, I know Mickey Joseph's name is still swirling around and everything, and I'm not really going to dive into that, but I know. Brian Kelly, I saw today, still hasn't decided who's staying mm-hmm. at LSU from the previous staff. So honestly, we'll, it we'll see be, what happens then.
1: Honestly, it would be pretty dumb if Brian Kelly didn't at least try to keep Mickey Joseph on the staff, yeah. based on you know his track record of of uh, recruits brought into the LSU program and what they've done, uh, not only at LSU but at the next level. Like they they he's brought in some pretty talented people to the Tigers. So mm-hmm. if you're the new head coach and you kind of look at his track record, and you're just like, you know what? Nah, I think I can get somebody better. I don't know about that one. So it's it's going to be a battle if Nebraska is truly attempting to take Mickey Joseph away from LSU. It's going to be a battle between Nebraska and uh, Chip Kelly. Not Chip well, Kelly. Uh, Brian. Scott, Brian,
0: Kelly. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Yeah, not Chip Kelly. So many Kellys. Chip Kelly is UCLA. He has to now compete with, with Lincoln Riley. All right, first I want to talk about, so if you guys missed the news yesterday, I'm not sure if any of the other shows mentioned it, the Ticket Shop is live. Yes, it is. Go get your your shirts. Hats. S- Sweatshirts. Um, if you guys what have a shirt it? idea. Hoodies. Oh, yeah. Sweatshirts, hoodies. Jer- jersey shirts. Jay Foreman's sh- jersey. Eric Strickland's jersey. I'm not sure if it's a jersey for Eric Strickland. I yeah. don't know. There's one for Terrence Badgett. Yes. Speaking of Terrence Badgett, 6 o'clock tonight, Terrence Bud Crawford. On the ticket shop, that's just on our website. Top right corner, uh, hit the little button that has the three lines on there. Drag, it'll open up a little pop-up tab, and it'll say shop, and click on that, and we can get you hooked up with some ticket swag that way. Right now, early
1: break is the only one with a customized mm-hmm. shirt. Uh, well, and I guess uh, uh, What's the Buzz also has one, the Yaka Dun- Dunka yes. one. So there's there's two customized shirts. We can make a custom shirt for the happy hour uh, Which, we need to get together, but also we will take suggestions on the text line and the Sartre, on the Sarter Heyman Jewelers text mm-hmm. line and the Sarter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, you know, comment on there. If you have an idea for a shirt for the happy hour, Absolutely. you know, everything is on the table. I think we we're
0: definitely going to do a shout out industry, baby. I was wondering about that one. I think shout out industry, baby needs to be one. It's part of our, it's part of our shtick. Remember when we did the first text? Mm-hmm. That was a bad bit. The winner of nothing. We need. I'm glad we stopped. We can make a t shirt that says, I am a winner of nothing. Even though Uh, we don't do it anymore. I'm glad we stopped. It was a thing. People loved it. The people loved it. I'm excited. Okay, so we get this on Twitter actually from Brian. So it's a big night ahead for Husker men's basketball, NC State, but then also Husker women's basketball. Mm -hmm. The undefeated women will play Wake Forest Um, tonight, both. Tip-off at 6 p.m. I believe the women's game is on ACC Network, and the men's game is on ESPN U, So you might have to follow along on the radio if you don't get ACC Network, which um, is kind of... I think it's stupid how the, the conference networks just don't go national. It's very because dumb. Because I'll be on vacation, and I'll need to watch the Husker football game, but they, they are don't get on back on Big Ten Network. The women are on watch
1: ESPN. Okay, perfect. So like an ESPN3 type thing. So you're gonna have to, you know, stream it off of, you know, your phone, your laptop, or if you have a watch, ESPN on like a smart TV or something, you can Perfect. probably get it off of there.
0: Roll up with the with the two TV, yeah,
1: design. You have it? the women on your laptop or your phone, you yep. can have the men on your TV. It'll be a great time.
0: And then directly, so this is kind of how the program is gonna go, and and DP will will remind you guys later to this afternoon as well. But it'll be Terrence Badgett Uptown with number forty three from six to eight. Then it will be um, the basketball pros game show immediately following nebraska basketball so um we will we will be going into the late hours of the night as usual but yeah i agree with brian on twitter that he he replied on my tweet and said um why do they get scheduled at the same time i i agree all right so we got some shirt suggestions 402-464-5685 the honda of lincoln hotline the starter Heyman text line um drumstick says how about a shirt with rico dressed up like spike lee and nick with a reggie miller jersey
1: that would make sense if Nick was a Pacers
0: fan. Yeah. What if we did Spike Lee? and... We could do. <clears throat> no, we can't. Never mind. Okay, timeout. for the with the whole like NBA, the Bulls and the the Heat losing their second over or second round picks. Yeah,
1: tampering. How dare you! Second if, round pick. If the Knicks got caught, tam- if the Knicks got caught tampering, everybody would be suspended for the entire season, and the Knicks would just have to fold up shop.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you right now, they can have the second pick, second so, round pick.
1: Are you serious, like, NBA? It, it's bad.
0: Yeah, like it probably should have been more of a, a harsher punishment. But go ahead, take our second round pick, and we'll take Lonzo Disgusting. Ball. And, and I'm that's, sure, a, that's and,
1: what they're saying. Lonzo Ball's only worth a second round pick.
0: And I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> And, I well, are they saying that to the Heat that Kyle Lowry's only a second-round pick? Because that was the same thing yes. for them.
1: One of those. Neither of those is true. Yeah.
0: Lonzo's playing well. Uh, I'm coming off a big win against yeah, the Hornets or okay, whatever. All right, shirt ideas. Uh, Eric from Popeyes, you need to have a happy hour koozie. That will absolutely that happen. Is,
1: yeah, that's necessary. We'll have some 93.7 that take it koozie. We'll talk to the people in charge. We'll, we'll get yes. that happening.
0: Cubsker, y'all need my shirt suggestion? Send in then your send shirt. Send it in. Yeah, Let us know, Cubsker. don't know um adam we need a curter point shirt i have mm. curter points i would like to redeem from college game day I'll- i will have to talk to happer about yeah. that but i'm sure he would love to do that are curter points still a thing
1: yes we haven't given them out in a while but they are still a thing don't ask for any on this show we can't give any although i have an unlimited supply i cannot give any during this show It is only during happer and schaefer i'll have to talk to them again we still have the curter points board up there nobody's done right. really anything to earn any curter points maybe maybe the listeners should be uh more creative with their with their texts and and everything that they do, you can get some critter points. Get yourself a shirt. Yeah. Again, they are only redeemable at the last blockbuster. That's that we haven't talked to you about is
0: is that still around? Yeah, it's in Oregon. I thought it closed up. Oh, there's just one. All right. Is that is that like their bit that they're doing like the last blockbuster?
1: Yeah, I mean they are the last blockbuster. There were two. One was in Alaska. One was in Oregon. The one in Alaska shut down. So there's only one in Oregon and it kind of has like all the all this stuff there. I don't know if you can rent movies from there, but it's it's kind of funny because <laughs> Netflix, which pretty much put Blockbuster out of business, is doing a show from the last Blockbuster. So that's no way. that's cool.
0: Alright, yeah. One remains. Alright. In Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon. Uh somebody says a shirt with Rico saying hello. Hello. Yeah. So funny, Kelsey said the same thing yesterday. But she said that she wants to have that creepy picture from you, from your UNK days, on there as well, with the with the shaved head and everything. Beautiful. We're not doing that. We I might. We might do. That. We need. <laughs> the, we might do that. That fits you so well, Rico. You'll
1: we'll see. Yes, because I'm creepy. I'm not creepy. I'm a good person. You are a good person. Okay. Don't base
0: me off of one picture. Let's uh, let's move on here to some Husker football talk. So I was telling what me and Rico were kind of laughing about before we five up five seconds before the show began was I was telling him that earlier today in my class in my sports data analytics class our professor um he went through 8000 tweets from Nebraska Iowa yes, so on Friday it, it not like he he personally no, he yeah, it was know. like some algorithm That's a or lot of tweets on on our pro, our program Rico would you like to know the 10 most used words on social media I would and I'm sure everybody else would as well and I will have to censor myself cuz 3 of them Yes. I cannot say on air. Please censor yourself. Win was used 115 times. Bad was used 59. Loss was used 56. Then it was love, fan, a four-letter word that begins with S, hope. Then the two after that were both F-bombs. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, the 10th most used word, nice. Sounds about right. Then you could also... I will also say this. I'm surprised um, the 8th uh, and ninth weren't uh, up near the top. <laughs> well, it, it was kind of funny. So then you can put it to where that was like the singular word that was used. Well, then we put like phrases to it. So it was like a, a two-word phrase. And it was like special teams mm-hmm. was used the most. And and we were all joking about how if you used three words, special teams coordinator and coaching would be the third Those word. Those would be pretty high up Those there. Those would be pretty, pretty high up there. All right, Rico, um... Let's, uh, let's move on. I want to talk about the Nebraska football quarterback room and, and stability here because I, I'm curious on with us not knowing who the offensive coordinator is going to be, obviously the guys um, behind the offensive coordinator, and then the athletes on the field. We don't know what next season's going to look like, mm-hmm. but it got me thinking we do know Nebraska is going to be heavy in the portal. And we assume that that's going to be at the quarterback position as well. Big portal. D- depending team. on what a- I, I, we've we've talked about it, um, quite a bit in depth. No matter what Adrian Martinez's decision is, we both feel like they should go into the portal. Mm-hmm. Even if you believe that Logan
1: Smothers is the guy, or Heinrich Harburg is the guy, or you know any any quarterbacks you have on the roster is is currently the guy, or, or uh, Richard Torres coming in is is your the future for the program. Uh, it's still believable that Nebraska is going to go into the portal for possibly a stopgap quarterback mm-hmm. uh, to maybe give one of those guys an extra year, or waiting to see if if something happens on the recruiting trail and they get somebody uh, even more talented to come in. You know, I, I still think even with you know if Adrian Martinez comes back, they'll be in the portal looking for a quarterback, uh, whether he is
0: a starter or is mm-hmm. just coming here to compete. I don't know. And I'll I'll kind of ask a rhetorical question: Are they planning to just go year by year? And I say it's rhetorical because they cannot go year by year. I mean, you could; it'd be a terrible idea, but you could. It'd be a bad idea, and we don't know how <laughs> much, how much, how many
1: years the staff has you, left. You would have to bank on you know good quarterbacks going in the portal every year. Every
0: year. Well, so that makes me wonder: like, what are what is the staff planning two and three years down the road? that's that's honestly and maybe not maybe 3 is even stretching it but 2 years down the road mm-hmm. how are they building this program and this is kind of where that stability part comes into comes into play and development because that's been a big knock on this staff their whole time here has been development if you look at the quarterback specifically you can say that Adrian Martinez statistically had a better season this year but in terms of winning he did not
1: in fact, he had a worse he, year.
0: He regressed, and in some areas, and and you you guys know that me and Rico are huge fans of Adrian Martinez. We we love him. We're very pro Adrian Martinez, or we were during the season. I mean, we're we're honest though in saying that there were many times that he, you kind of just watched him play and watched him go through the motions and say, "What in the world is going on?" There were
1: instances where being pro Adrian Martinez was was extremely painful um, to watch and very hard to defend some of his actions, but. I mean, like you said he improved in the the turnover part of his game this season. He didn't throw as many interceptions as he as he does, as he previously had, um but you still had some of the issues, the overthrows, the underthrows, the the holding the ball a little bit too long, the the you know, not getting through his reads fast enough, not feeling pressure, not having a clock in his head to to know when he has to get rid of the ball, uh, you know, running out of bounds and and losing yardage instead of throwing the ball away like there were just some instances with Adrian Martinez where it was just like you're a fourth year starting quarterback this shouldn't be what you're doing
0: well and a big a big um part of that is Adrian Martinez but also another part is development part of, with the, from the coaches mm-hmm. with help from the coaches part of that is also the people that are around Adrian Martinez and that's where I kind of went a, a deep dive here, because I, I was thinking, like, yeah, a lot of it can we can blame Adrian for for making a bad play, or we can blame Scott Frost for, or the, whoever's calling the plays at the time. Um, we can we can you know pass that blame to them for not putting the players in a good position, and then at the end of that, or on the other side of that, the players not making plays. But then I'm looking and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, this offense the last couple years since Scott Frost has gotten here. Has had no stability, and here's here's where I'll say this. Adrian, yes, he's been the the staple. Mm -hmm. He's been he's been the quarterback. Yes, but the people around him have been changing. Think about the 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 person directly in front of him hasn't. Yes, but the person directly beside him has. That is true. That was one of the big laughing 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 stories of this this whole season right here. I mean we we joked about it with Aaron, we joked about it with whoever we talked to. Was oh, who's going to start this week? I mean, here Who's going to be the running back to break out this week? I I spent 5 minutes thinking about this and I didn't look any of this up, but these are just the the running backs that I've thought or the the guys that have lined up next to Adrian Martinez this year and it's it's a lot and I'm probably missing some people. Devino Zigbo, Greg Bell, Maurice Washington, Ramir Johnson, Sevion Morrison, Marvin Scott the 3rd, Gabe Irvin, Marquis Step Cooper Jewett, Brody Belt, Jaquez Yet.
1: Yes. And I mean, you've had you've had receivers, you've had, you've had run receivers back there save and your take, bets, take and, handoffs or or take pitches, you know, Omar Manning savior bets, uh, uh Samori Touré, a couple of those guys. But yeah, yeah. It's been a, a healthy stable of people lining up beside or behind Adrian Martinez in the backfield. That is that is true. Which mm-hmm. you know, you look at you look at some other schools, you know. Uh, uh, Michigan State it's a it's a healthy dose of Kenneth Walker yeah and you know you sprinkle in a couple other running backs here and there when he needs to get a breather Wisconsin had has a lot of people that have had you know rush attempts because they've had injuries and they've had people leave the program or get dismissed from the program after a couple of games but for the most part it's been a 17 year old taking most of the handoffs for Wisconsin so you know you've got teams like that who have a, a guy that they go to and then you know you have the bench the 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 stable of running backs that you use in a in a reserve sort of role whereas with nebraska it's just been well i guess we'll trot this person out there this week and no oh, he he had you know five bad carries let's trot this guy out there for 10 he had a bad game you know let's trot this person out there for the next game and it's just been you know trying to trying to fit a puzzle piece in a hole that it's really not designed for and i'm not saying that these guys aren't you know designed to to run this offense or to do exactly what they need to do but just the way that they've kept trying to put a running back in the backfield to complement Angel Martinez and to and to you know find the holes with this offensive line if they if they get to create any holes at all sometimes in the running game and it just seems like it hasn't worked
0: out this season. Well, and it's it's just kind of crazy to think about um all the all the the people that have all the running backs specifically that have just shuffled in and then they've shuffled out, and, and it was a week-to-week thing. And and
1: some guys that you hadn't seen since, like, the second yeah. week of the
0: season. Marquis Step, for example. And it, it, it was just shocking, and it was um, worrisome, maybe, that one week they were the starter and then the next week... They didn't get a carry. And then that tacked on to, to a second week in a row and third week in a row of not getting any action... Mm-hmm not getting a single snap. And so then I thought, okay, the offensive line has been a massive problem throughout Scott Frost's time here in Nebraska. Yes. Who's been stable on the offensive line? Cam Jurgens, we said has been there. Yes. But this was the first year that he you you didn't really talk about him because he was doing his job. Yeah. But on the other four spots, they they're switching, obviously an injury to Teddy Prohaska affected that. But that's where I'm thinking like they they just need some like stability, and then you go to the wide receiver room. Well, the only reason that Teddy Prohaska got in the,
1: was even playing was because there was yes it was uh it wasn't great with the current offensive line that you had. You threw him in there. You thought you had something, and then he ended up getting injured. and You had to go back to the the first mm-hmm. offensive line that you were using. I it, mean, Bryce Benhart's a, a two year starter, but. He, he wasn't really living up to, he wasn't, you know, playing up to snuff on the right side of the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turner Corcoran was better on the right side of the offensive line, but had to move back to the left side where he's been struggling with some of the speed rushers that he's had to go
0: against. It took him four to five weeks to, and it's a, it's it, this continues to be um, prevalent, is it takes them throughout a couple games to find the best group of guys the The better players that fit better on the, on the field, we it took them four weeks to find an r- offensive line that was their best group mm-hmm. before Teddy Prohaska got hurt. Thinking back to their first season, it took them how many weeks until Greg Bell left the program to find Divino Zigbo, who was third on the on the depth chart, and now and then he he had a great season the first season. Anyone to the NFL? De- oh, I forgot Diedrich Mills on that list. Oh, Diedrich yeah. Mills was on that list. And so I mean that the 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 Devino zigbo thing you could tie that into this season. It took
1: him. Ramir Johnson wasn't mm-hmm. even on the 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 two deep, the three deep, whatever. He wasn't. He was like the fifth running back he, to come off the bench. And three, four games into the season, he's your starter. Ba-bam. Until he gets injured, he's here.
0: It, it's that's that's the alarming thing. That, those are the things that I I point to and I say, how do you expect an offense to um, gel, gel and mesh well together and put quality weeks. On top of quality weeks and quality performances, when every single week it's a changing, it's a different guy out there. Mm -hmm. And yes, like I said, you had Adrian Martinez, but then it's it's whoever's lining up at running back, and then who? I mean, Rico, uh, I'll ask you this: Who's been the most stable guy in the wide receiver room? Samori Toure. Samori Toure this year. Previous years, it was I mean Stanley Morgan their first year, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. You you, you JD,
1: Stanley, and JD for. For a year, and then JD for another year, and then he ended up leaving. And then, I mean, it was kind of a hodgepodge of wide receivers for a year. And then this year it was yeah. Samori Touré. You thought you were going to get more out of Omar Manning, although he 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 made plays here and there. Uh, uh, Xavier
0: Betts was was hit and miss. Well, um, let me let me tell you guys this guy. I mean, we thought we were going to get a, quite a bit out of Oliver Martin. Yeah, and, and we I, did. We did out of the first week. The first week Oliver Martin showed
1: up, then he got hurt, and then when he came back, he he couldn't really find the field again. No. It it seemed like he wasn't on the field all that much. And, and when he was on the field, I, I mean, I can't speak to, you know, the blocking or anything like that. I don't – because, you know, unfortunately I didn't really watch too closely with some of the receivers blocking. So I can't really say if he was on the field a lot on run plays and blocking well. But, you know, some of the times when he was getting the ball, it just – he you know, the one that just sticks in my mind is the, the unenthusiastic yeah. attempt to to catch a ball and Adrian Martinez getting intercepted.
0: And it's it's so it's I mean there you can put Oliver Martin there, you can put Marcus Fleming, who saw the field against Northwestern last year and then transferred um or or there was some situation there that he transferred middle of the season to Maryland and you can um say Cade Warner last year. Mm-hmm. I mean he was a captain last year and he was not out there. He was supposed to be your safety valve and you didn't see him much. And so like, if, if you really do a deep dive specifically only on this offense, the more problematic side of the ball for Nebraska under Scott Frost, under the last couple seasons specifically, you you can kind of. I'm not saying cut Adrian, and this was not a way to, or, or a way for me to say, hey, cut Adrian Martinez some slack, but you can kind of see why Adrian Martinez has had to do it all every single game. Mm hmm. And you need Adrian Martinez or whoever, what, whoever your quarterback, quarterback out there is to do it all, to be Superman. Part of that is Scott Frost's offense, but part of that is also you have no idea what play this guy's going to be out there for besides Samori Toure. And we saw that connection between Adrian and Samori really, really click this season.
1: It started off extremely strong, then it kind of Weaned off for a couple of games, and then as you saw, the the, the last few games of the of this season, Samori Toure and Adrian were
0: really, really on the same yeah. page. I, I, every single game, it was, hey, let's throw a play action, deep pose to Samori Toure, bam, 77 yards to the house. It almost seemed
1: like Adrian Martinez is, is one of those things where Adrian Martinez just kind of throws it down the field and he's like, yeah, Samori's down there somewhere. Yeah, like he, he, the Samori would would find a way to get open and and make a big play for Adrian Martinez, where it seemed like none of the other receivers could do that. It was Samori Touré and it was Austin Allen towards the end of the season, because even Austin Allen, who was is is the Big Ten tight end of the year, didn't get as many targets as he probably should have until about midway through the season. Yeah, you've got a six nine tight end who's pretty athletic who, again, the best tight end
0: in the conference, and he has three career touchdowns. And you are sitting there with a with a red zone scoring percentage of 105th in the country. Oh, by the way, he's 6'9". And they found a way when they get inside the five-yard line to have Chancellor Brewington murder somebody. That worked. But when you're in between the five and that's, and I mean, that was a staple.
1: Line. That was a staple inside the five yard line. That was the play that Nebraska yep. ran. Chancellor Brewington came on the field. You knew exactly what was going to happen. They're gonna they're gonna fake the handoff to the running back. Chancellor Brewington's gonna run across the field, kill somebody, and Adrian Martinez is gonna walk into the end zone.
0: And that's that identity part that we've been longing for. And necessarily, it's not on a large scale. It was on a small scale of but hey, something. inside the five yard line, do what you know what to or do what you do best. And who cares if the defense knows? And they did it. And they still scored touchdowns, and they still found the end zone doing it. Mm -hmm. So this is where I'm saying, like, if you look ahead to next year, really quickly before we get to Aaron, if you look ahead to next year, I'm sitting here thinking Nebraska's really got to find some guys that they can count on every single week outside of the quarterback if they want to turn this thing around. Mm Mm-hmm because we we saw it this year they they really relied on their defense every single game to keep them in a ball game, despite or uh, outside of the Northwestern game outside of the Fordham game. It was as long as the defense plays their best brand of football, every single game Nebraska's going to have a chance, or there'd be flashes once again, flashes of strong offensive football from nebraska but it wasn't sustainable a drive that's, here that's, a, there. that's a big big word this offseason find something that's sustainable sustainability running a quarterback 25 times is not sustainable going transfer portal for for every single year to find guys that have um that can make an impact for one season and then you have to ha- have the same problem next year not sustainable I mean, like, you can like, do Like, it's that. great. Like, Samori Toure was great. Yes. But you have to build the program. At some point, you have to develop guys, and that's something that they have not shown the ability to do on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. They're four years here. And that's what... It, it scares the crap out of... It should scare some Husker fans, because you're sitting here saying, who have they developed where we can see consistent quality football from that player that the, it would, they have
1: been here since the beginning the transfer portal is not there to replace a finger on your hand it's it's there to put a band-aid on the cut you're not supposed to use it to to cover up major wounds in on your team you're supposed to use it to improve your team not to not to build your team up into some type of juggernaut that's not what the transfer portal is is going to be able to do for certain teams i mean For Michigan State, it seems like it. I mean, they got, you know, twenty plus transfers and they they had, you know, a really fantastic year, especially, you know, with Kenneth Walker coming in the transfer portal, but Mm -hmm. that's not really what's going to happen year in and year out for a team. You're gonna go in the transfer portal and you're gonna find a couple of guys that'll be able to help you out, but you're you're not gonna be able to sustainably go in the transfer portal year after year and find somebody to save your team.
0: I want to read a couple of texts before we get to Aaron here. The Milkman says, need to have better line play. Yeah, that's a great place to start. Um, and then this one's a little longer. It's from JD. He says, now, guys, everyone always seems to bring up how long Frost and company has left. Like, firing would be a good thing. As this coaching carousel, carousel has shown us, even coaches at very successful big jobs have left for roughly the same level or barely higher type jobs. Um, I'm going to skip a little bit of this because it says here, Um, we're all frustrated, but having a head coach take a pay cut to stay and try to make changes and love where he's coaching might be the best fit, no matter what occurs like it or not. That's an interesting way to, that's an interesting way to look at it. And, and you're absolutely right to an extent, JD. I am on board with that. However, it's, it's, and we've said it before, Scott Frost and company need to, be okay with making changes they need to be open to changing and that's where a lot of fans including myself a lot of people that watch this team Mm. have some skepticism and i and you can't blame anybody for having skepticism on that front so let's take a break we'll get to aaron Sorensen of Hill varsity next